is your name? What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. And so today we are going to be talking about some news in the U.S. that is really groundbreaking. It's something that's never happened before. And honestly, it's pretty scary. There was a huge mob mentality protest that stormed the U.S. Capitol, and it was over whether Trump won or lost the election. So we're going to talk a little bit today about what happened, what it means, our reaction to it. So again, listeners, if you get lost, check out that audio guide and transcript online. Ian, last week, protesters literally took over the U.S. Capitol. What were you thinking when you saw that on the news? (laughs) Six days into 2021, and we already had such a crazy event. It was pretty wild to see, to follow. I was working from home here, and I scanned the news every couple hours just to see what's going on. I look at a picture and I see a guy with face paint, no shirt. He's wearing animal furs all over him and they're inside the the U.S. Capitol. And I thought, what the hell is going on? So that's when, you know, all the news started circulating about how, you know, Trump gave a speech in Washington, D.C. to his supporters and basically incited a riot by saying, you know, we need to stop the steal, referring to like the stolen election. So he, he had not yet conceded that he officially lost. And so he was saying to his supporters, you know, we can't give up so easily. We, uh, we can't back down. Basically encouraged the supporters to go to Capitol Hill and, and protest against the electoral college results. So that was kind of the impetus for that was the government Congress was officially announcing that Biden won the electoral college and he would be the new president. And so a couple hours later, we saw all of the protesters, which I think fairly we can call rioters now, they all arrived at the Capitol. And pretty easily, it seemed like we're able to break through the Capitol police, through the barriers, and were smashing windows, broke their way into the U.S. Capitol building, which is, you know, one of the most important buildings in the country. And the police couldn't really do much about it. They came in, they started taking memorabilia, taking pictures, breaking into Congress members' offices, and Congress members had to go into hiding uh, with security. It's something that we in the U.S. have never seen before. So for everyone, it was pretty, pretty shocking. Everyone stopped in their tracks to, to see what the hell was going on. So what, what was your reaction when all this was going on since you were up there? As you said, just to give our listeners a little bit of context, how our election works is a little different than a lot of other countries where, you know, we have a democracy where everyone votes, but then we have this kind of obscure electoral college of electors that have, you know, the say of like who actually wins the election, but Congress has to agree on whether that that vote was valid or not. And so Basically, on Wednesday, what they were doing was saying, okay, like the election in Georgia was was valid and Arizona was valid and Michigan and going through each state. And so Republicans and Democrats had to you know, have a majority of whether they agreed the election was fair. And so it was kind of Trump's last real effort to say that, you know, the election wasn't fair. 
and to change the results. And it wasn't looking in his favor. So that was, you know, I think why he kind of incited this kind of chaos to stop the vote because he knew that it wasn't going to go in his favor. And it didn't, you know, they went after this riot, all the lawmakers went back to Congress and voted and officially declared that Joe Biden won the US presidential election. And still Trump is not conceding. He's saying, you know, I'll leave peacefully, but you know, the election was stolen. So it's kind of this crazy mentality. And it's a little scary. It's kind of like he's a dictator because this was almost like a coup, you know, like they were literally trying to stop democracy by not letting our lawmakers who we vote into office to, to vote on whether the election was fair, which is also crazy because all the states were, that were being contested, there were lawsuits. So they had to go through all the ballots. You know, they really triple checked to make sure every state held a fair election. So it was vetted and, you know, you had long-term hard right Republicans that were saying like, Trump let go, like you lost, this election was fair. And if we are gonna stop this process, like we don't have a democracy. Like that was kind of what you were hearing a lot on the floor was that these efforts are against what our country believes in, right? The, the people voted and you lost and that's that. CWG officially has over 100 episodes and we are among the top podcasts in Chile, and that's thanks to you. But we are always working to grow our audience, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, and even LinkedIn. But most importantly, rate, review, and share us with all your friends, family, and coworkers. And if you wanna take your English education to the next level, sign up for private or group classes at dynamicenglish.cl. a lot of double sort of double standards that happened along with this protest we saw kind of a difference in how different people are treated by the police when it comes to protests and riots so if we compare it to a lot of the black lives matter protests that happened earlier in the year with george floyd we saw a lot of police in riot gear there were you know so many police guarding the u.s capitol building during those protests which you know weren't near as violent in terms of breaking into a, a government building and, you know, we saw them shooting tear gas, beating protesters who, for the most part, were peacefully protesting. Of course, you have some bad eggs that were looting, but in general, these people were peaceful and they were treated with violence, with force. I mean, Trump said once the looting starts, the shooting starts regarding the protesters on last Wednesday. He said something along the lines of you're very special people go home now. I know how you feel. So people just feel like, you know, okay, what would happen if these rioters were black? Would they have been treated the same way? Would the police just have opened the gates, let people inside the building, taken selfies? I've seen pictures of the police taking selfies with these rioters. You know, probably not. They probably would have been treated with a lot more violence. They wouldn't have made their way into the Capitol, probably would have killed a lot of people. So people are saying, you know, look, this is right here. This just shows the difference in privileges that exist in the country. And the police treat people differently depending on the situation. So I think a lot of people are, of course, shocked about what happened, but they're also frustrated that we can really visually see two different examples of how people are treated. I agree. It was kind of appalling to me that this vote in Congress was on the books. They always have to approve the election through Congress. 
everyone knew about it. And this protest was well known. Like everyone knew that people were going to show up that day and protest the election. Why weren't there dozens and dozens of police officers protecting the Capitol so that they could have this vote safely? There's poor planning, but then, you know, you have all these Black Lives Matter protests that have so many police there that it's kind of like, why, why did you not think this was going to end the way that it did? Like, it was like the fact that they, these normal people were able to take over the U.S. Capitol means they were not prepared at all. Like, they did not have the police presence that they should have, even though they knew that it was going to be kind of a crazy day. These protesters have been angry since the election. So it's, it's not surprising them breaking glass and storming the U.S. Capitol. I mean, they were pissed off. It was well known. So I, yeah, it was like a very stark difference from the Black Lives Matters to how they treated these white, mostly male protesters is kind of like, oh, they're just, they're just crazy people. Like we don't need to arrest them. Like there were few arrests, even though, you know, breaking into the U.S. Capitol is a felony. Like that's trespassing on federal property, like breaking federal property. I mean, they damaged statues that are centuries old. Like this was not uh, a normal protest. <laughs> and so I think that's another thing that's frustrating. You know, it's like when black people protest, it's revolutionary, it's dangerous. And when white people protest, it's patriotic. That's the difference in sort of the rhetoric yeah. that we see in the U.S. when we talk about these protests. So people are frustrated by the way things are defined, the way people are treated. Like you said earlier, like the rhetoric of the president. I mean, you had, you know, over 500 lawmakers that had to hide under desks and wear tear gas masks and, you know, being like escorted by bodyguards because they were unsafe. And yet the president's like, we love you all. Go home, you know, good fight today. But like, you know, it's over, uh, go home now. It's like, what? Like, but when you had him address the Black Lives Matter, he's like, there's a bunch of thugs, they're criminals. So like the rhetoric is just very, very different, you know, and you see that with Twitter, right? Like they blocked his account because what he's saying isn't helping. Like he's like encouraging them and kind of allowing this behavior to, to be acceptable. So I thought that was interesting that Twitter was like, yeah, like, you're done. Like you can't <laughs> talk. Like ground, grounding a kid. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're grounded for a while. You can't use the internet for a while, even more than just inciting a riot and having this happen. You know, five people died in this event. You know, this wasn't like a blood, a bloodless event. You know, this isn't just something that happened and, uh, oh, it caused a lot of damage. It, we broke some buildings. People lost their lives because of this. It was pretty hard to watch. And like, I remember like listening to the footage of people who are inside the Capitol. And, you know, they had to like barricade the door with like desks and hide under their chairs. And you could see photos like these people, if they could have broke in, like, I don't know what they were going to do, but it wasn't going to be good. Like they were looking for blood. <laughs> like yeah, they weren't they, just there to like loot. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we're pretty lucky that no one else died. You know, a Congress member didn't get killed or other rioters didn't get killed. And, you know, we've seen it a lot of times in other countries, especially here in Latin America. It was funny talking to a few friends down here because they said, oh, okay, you know, this is your guys' first time, <laughs> kind of. Oh, this is the first time you had a riot break into a Capitol building because <laughs> it's happened in other places here. And so I think it just goes to show, you know, the U.S. is more vulnerable than we, than the image we put out. We, I guess, didn't take Trump serious enough. Like he just has this strong rhetoric and we just kind of let him 
speak and just kind of ignored him. And, you know, his loyal supporters who were at that protest didn't like they used that as fuel. Like they took everything that he said about the election being fake and stolen and we need to take it back. And they like literally took it to heart. And so like, I think we were naive, I guess, like not hold him more accountable of like, you are the president of one of the largest nations in the world. Like you can't just say whatever you want to people because people will listen because you are the president of the United States. And so I think we were so used to presidents being careful of what they say <laughs> that like, and then when Trump came, we're like, he's a clown. No one will listen to him. Like, and as we saw, like people do. So I think that was pretty scary. What do you think about, you know, like now that it's been over, there's a lot of calls to impeach him, you know, and he's technically Trump will be out of office on the 20th. So, you know, not that much more time. What do, what do you think about that? Do you think it's worth trying to go down that road or just kind of wait till he, he has to leave on the 20th? You know, it doesn't surprise me at all that people are calling for his impeachment because of these actions. I think a lot of it is more at this point, probably just for publicity or just to make a point to try to make him feel guilty or try to put that onus on him. Do I think it's worth it? No, I don't think it's worth it. I think, you know, if he's going to be out in two weeks, how many times have we tried to impeach him and uh, it's never worked? I, I don't think in the span of two weeks, anything's going to be able to happen. Hopefully he's just going to leave and we can just be done with him for now. Yeah. I know. I almost feel like this was such a lesson learned that, you know, on Inauguration Day, obviously tenfold more police presence is necessary. But, you know, maybe really limit the public, like maybe don't invite the public. Maybe it's only like lawmakers and their families and and so forth, because, you know, A, we are still in a global pandemic. We shouldn't be meeting in big crowds. And then B, like, you know, as we saw last week, it's just like, isn't really worth it. Like we can all watch it on the television. We don't need to be there. I think everyone's pretty nervous about what's going to happen on the 20th, given what happened last week. It is still mind boggling to me that like, even after all this, Trump is still like, I didn't lose. And I agree. I think it's a circus with this impeachment stuff that it's just, he's going to be out, you know, in a few days, like it's not worth going through that process again. But I do think like, I guess calling for it is just kind of more powerful as a statement to show like, you're the president, your words matter, you should be held accountable. Like you can't just say stuff like this. People listen to you and look, look what you did. Yeah, it's been interesting. Good start to 2021, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only can go up from here, right? That's what we hope for. It's funny, we did an episode two weeks ago about how like 2020 started off with raging wildfires and look what happened and now we're like 2021 started off with like an almost u.s coup like <laughs> we can get the list going already we'll, we'll start it out with that one a coup attempt within the first couple of weeks of the year great yeah. start well listeners everyone i hope that this will be a quiet time the next you know week or so before we have a new president in the u.s and then hopefully when that happens we won't have to do any episodes on u.s politics because things will be normal and quiet again that'd be a nice break from all this craziness so uh let's hope for it so listeners as always if you get lost check out that audio guide and transcript online thanks for listening we'll see you next time Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.